You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. It all started with an intern. We're still alive. Don't move. Faster. Run faster. Those monsters will bring real trouble. I saw the fear in its eyes. Father Nature has arrived. Say goodnight, Mom Cherry. This, my friend, is your destiny. I've been dreaming about this day for a long, long time. You're wanted men. There is no salvation today. The National Park Service always pays its debts. Hey guys, what's up? I ran into the goat man. <laughs> ah! Boom! Headshot. You must be him. You must be Kevin. Kevin's Cryptids, the second season. Subscribe now. Get it on, got to get it on, no choice but get on, no choice but get on and mandate, get it on and welcome to uh, CarCast, it's our uh, automotive, all things automotive, uh, Gail Banks coming in, yep. he'll be in the studio in a couple of few, we love Gail Banks, I'm Adam Carl, this is, uh, Matt the Moderator, DeAndre, uh, Banks is just one of these dudes that um, is into it, and I know it sounds too simple, but I mean... I always always said to my wife when she was, used to talk about the kids, kids getting the right education, going to the right schools, getting the right, the right, the right. I just go either they're curious or they're not. They're not curious. They're screwed. They yeah. are curious. Nothing's going to hold them back. <laughs> and right. uh, Gail Banks is curious. Curious. And he continues to be curious and he continues to get it done. So he's just making stuff better all day, every day. Now, you know him from a lot of um, diesel and in, in industrial uh, military applications and stuff like that, but he does everything, right? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I'd be curious. I spoke to Gail years ago on this show, and we talked about the future of fuel, and he was talking about algae, and he was talking about vertically farming algae, and... I love all that stuff. I just don't know where we're at with it. Yeah, I don't know either. I, uh, I mean, we we went down that direction with that conversation. Clearly, not Banks's core business is algae, but uh, uh, but it was a fascinating conversation. It'd be interesting to to get his thoughts on that. And he's got some cool new products as well. There's two that we love that we saw. Uh, at SEMA, they didn't have a booth at SEMA, but they had a nice presentation. They had a, a, a cocktail mixer, and they showed us um, a, a rear differential cover, which when you hear about why he's testing it, you're going to be fascinated. And a new uh, uh, a gauge that goes in the dash that basically monitors everything you could possibly imagine. It can just plug into your computer or sensors on your engine, and a little tiny gauge will tell you everything. Two, two really, really cool things that uh, – that I love being like at SEMA being such a parts fanatic and looking for the coolest stuff out there. These are two very cool pieces. I must say that uh, CarCast is uh, Castrol CarCast and it's brought to you by Castrol. Also, Rad Power Bikes at radpowerbikes.com slash podcast. Castrol, titanium strong for maximum engine performance. And Geico at geico.com. Mm-hmm. Rear diff cover that's a game changer? Yes. Hmm. 
Now you're going to be impressed. You're going to be impressed by the science. Well, now hold on. <laughs> I don't want to be a one upper, but I hung the truck nuts oh, yeah. off of my rear diff. Yeah, well, that's and a that's game changer. Innovate. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. It's not that big, is it? No, no, no. This is okay. This is everything up to truck nuts. Truck nuts is a is a. I can swap. <laughs> Um, can I swap out uh, we'll the rear truck nuts. diff cover? <laughs> white guy. Not oh, weird. They weren't blue or red. <laughs> well, blue sends a weird message. <laughs> and then in a day of cultural appropriation, yeah. you can't have black truck nuts no. if you're a white dude. No. That's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. You can barely be a couple of white chicks and open a taco stand They stays in <laughs> Portland without fucking getting picketed. Forget about the whole truck nuts thing. I learned the hard way. Yeah. It was a tough lesson. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't like I knew that going in. I learned it. Oh, yeah. I learned it yeah. Reginald Denny style. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Reginald Denny is? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anyone wants to look up fi- footage of Reginald Denny, Max Patty, you know who Reginald Denny is? No, no. No, Kalen, Reginald Denny? I do not. <laughs> Reginald Denny was a white man who happened to be driving a truck when the riots broke out in L.A. in like 92, mm-hmm. 93, and was pulled out of his truck and beaten almost to death by black people. So, because I don't want that to happen to me. Did he have my, black truck nuts on the truck? No, I think that was more just a, that was the riot that got oh, it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But I'm saying... The black truck nuts, when you're in the wrong part of town, Same is thing. cultural appropriation. <laughs> and you don't want to go Reginald Denny style. Yeah. Yeah. He literally had a cinder block smashed on his head while he was laying on the ground. Ah. It was awesome. The guy did it. was named uh, Damien Football Williams. And, uh, Wait, is he dead? Reginald lived. Uh, Math- Maxine Waters, the world's worst politician, uh Turned uh, Damien, they're throwing a cinder block on the guy's head. Um, and um, Maxine Waters, who's uh, one of our Congress people out here, um, or senators, she's, I think she's Congresswoman. Anyway, she, um, she defended him and uh, cuddled up to um, Damien Williams, Damien Football Williams. And then uh, he went to jail and then he got out of jail and then he killed somebody. And then uh, I think he died in jail or he's in jail for for life. Either way, if you're a politician and you want to get next to somebody, (laughs) make sure it's the guy through the cinder block uh, on the guy's head. Maxine Waters is a a crazy, (laughs) crazy, crazy woman who shouldn't be in charge of anything. No. She's in, she's, she's now in charge of like overseas, a finance committee or something in Washington. And she's clinically insane. So you just made me sad. I'm sorry, but somehow the truck nuts thing led me down that road. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I didn't mean to. <laughs> On a happier note, yeah. Um, your Alpha is for sale. Yeah. It's, it's on, on Bring a Trailer. It's on Bring a Trailer. It, mm-hmm. looks, it looks pretty good. Polish it up pretty good. Look pretty good. I'd show it to you, but Chris is distracted. It's a lot of car. <laughs> you did the thing Mike August does to me where I go, well, when does the, when does the auction end? And you go... Next Tuesday. Yeah, because I forgot what day it was now. <laughs> All right. But I was I thought going, it was Tuesday. The new rule is <laughs> it's this Tuesday if it's the closest Tuesday to you. 
Now, I know it's next week as we do this, but my rule is you can never be confused with this Tuesday if in we're beyond Tuesday, if we're beyond Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's the closest Tuesday, once you get to midnight Tuesday night, you get to say this Tuesday because no one will ever go, you mean yesterday? Yeah. They'll just go, it'll be the closest one. If you go yeah. next. When's it going to happen? Then people can go, oh, I mean, not this Tuesday, but the next, then there's that. Okay. I have to ask then because we have a live podcast a week from today. Is that next Friday or this Friday? A week from. Today is Friday. Today. It has to be, you can say this Friday because anybody who <laughs> means today, yeah, like anyone who says, when does the filter in the pool need to be changed? And they go, this Friday, and it's Friday, it's and you mean today, today. is insane. <laughs> they need to just say today. Yeah. I'm going off the, the vague notion that people are sort of saying. Like, no one can say the day it is and mean yeah. today. And the, now, it gets confusing because we're sitting in here... I don't even know what day it is. And then when you listen to this, we are, but it's a I, different day. I'm saying the new rule. <laughs> yeah. I like this rule because it, it actually is correct if you say next Friday, even though it, when today is Friday, but it should be. The new rule is if you are either in the day, in which case you would say today, or you're past that day, which is it's Saturday, and that makes it this Friday. You always must go this. When do you ever say it's next Friday? Um, I don't even like the next, <laughs> but uh, I will then, you will substitute, in your case, when is the auction over? Yeah. The Tuesday after this Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> That's, that'll help. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tuesday, the auction ends in the afternoon. So right. Not hop, next hop. Tuesday. Just nope, Tuesday. Just Tuesday. As you're listening to this, Tuesday. It's uh, it's Alpha. It's a British racing green. You put a lot into it. Yeah. And it's got some good stuff going on. Yeah. it's uh, It looks good. You know, the interior's all new, all, you know, modified suspension, lowering springs, cone adjustable shocks, and then all the maintenance stuff, fuel pumps, cap, rotor, you know, valve lash adjustment. Ooh, and you'll like that I took the cam cover because we love the look of that engine. Mm-hmm. And I black, black wrinkle coat powder coated it. Mm-hmm. Just give it a little Yeah, little it looks pop. good. Yeah. Oh, quick question, because uh, I was talking about it on my podcast, and my memory sort of didn't have all of the things. When I was walking the other night, and I was talking to you on the phone, and the sheriff pulled up, and he pumped his shotgun. Yeah. What did you hear on your end beside the shotgun pumping? What was I saying? I Yeah, I didn't hear the car pull up. Which was interesting. Right. And then you stopped talking in your tracks. I was like, something's wrong. <laughs> yes. I do a lot of talking in my tracks. In <laughs> uh, everyone's tracks. And, uh, and then I heard the shotgun pump. And I was like, God, that sounded like a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, that was weird. This cop just rolled up on me, like on the coming up the street, like the wrong way, lights off, like coming up hard, got out of the car, pumped the shotgun. And then you you put your, you had your flashlight and you were telling me you put your flashlight down as to not shine into his eyes so you can get a a beanbag in the chest or or buckshot in well, the chest. Well, he had the shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure it had something in it. And uh, uh, and the guy's like, 
get out of here. And then that was it. And then you're like, so what you the heard hell? you heard the shotgun pump. I heard the shotgun pump. Did you Very hear clear. him say get out of here? Yeah. You heard him go past me and yell, get out of here. Yeah. And then I heard you say, he just told me to get out of here. And then as we got into it, you told me you were dressed like a like a burglar. I was. <laughs> but when I first saw him roll up, I just stopped talking. You just stopped talking. Okay. I was wondering if I said what's going on. No, it wasn't until after after it happened, then you're like, Well, that was that was weird. Yeah. And then you're like kind of shady shit neighborhood is this <laughs> yeah <laughs> the ghetto bird was flying over yeah and, uh, ghetto and, bird was in and then the eventually air. heard a siren i believe but it seemed very stealth for the most part whatever they were doing we seemed kind of on the yeah i think what happened was is when he rolled up on me and pulled a shotgun out i didn't want to say anything other than just be still and have my hands out and my flashlight down because i didn't want him to do anything yeah with i wanted to <laughs> i wanted just to see what he wanted from me yeah. without any kind of movement good thing phil's not an <clears throat> aggressive dog and try to eat the guy <laughs> but you heard him you heard he was close enough to me that through one of those apple Airbud things yeah. you could hear him pump the shotgun clearly. as clear as day i heard it and i thought shotgun and i was like what is that and then you were quiet you were quiet, and all I heard was shotgun. So I was like, "It's really weird," and because you know it's a, it's a nice neighborhood. You go for a walk every night out there. We talk all, almost every night. You do that. So the last thing in my head is like, "Why would there be a shotgun?" But it was just like, and I was like, "I I thought maybe like you were you went home already and the TV was on or something like that." Like I couldn't figure out what it was, but didn't hear the car pull up. Yeah, it came up quiet, and. Then the other, the thing is, is again, sh listen, cop decorum, pump that shotgun when you get past me. Don't stand right in front of me and pump it and then come at me. That's a weird, yeah. I had no context for anything. No, but he wanted to be intimidating. He was trying to get you off your guard. Otherwise, he would have rolled down the window. Hey, buddy, <laughs> what's happening tonight? Well, he thought Doing someone, any crimes? He thought someone was in the house behind me. Yeah. But I did not know. Did we get the story on that yet? It was it was a couple. It was I was a false? Days, it was days? like a false alarm on something that was going on inside the house that was behind me. Oh well, reported burglary at least initially. That's it. And false what, alarm. Yeah, they were on it. I like that. I was just in the yeah. wrong place. My neighborhood standing, they'd be showing up about now. <laughs> I was standing in a standing in a giant field. Or right on the corner of it. Yeah. Have you seen that giant vacant lot? Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. All right. Why don't we get uh, Gail queued up here? I'll tell you guys about uh, Rad Power Bikes. Consumer direct electric bikes. Five unique models. No huge markups or dealers or third-party retailers. Often less than half the price of comparable bikes on the market. Cyber Monday sale. Get a, get around on electric bikes, especially in your neighborhood, man. You yeah. can move. I, I would have been on that electric bike. I wouldn't have been scared. <laughs> probably got a light on that bike. <laughs> yeah. November 26. <clears throat> deals up to 400 bucks off of all models. One day only, plus free shipping to the lower 48. All models have a 750 watts of power. It's the most powerful motor on an e-bike that you can have and maintain its street legal status. So when you get over that, it becomes a motorcycle or something. Yeah. And it's no longer 
street legal. Got to wear a helmet anymore. or something. Right. No license required. Ride it anywhere. You ride a bicycle, but move, man. Rad Power Bikes. These are great bikes. We have them. They're beautiful. Radpowerbikes.com slash podcast and learn more. Don't forget, Cyber Sale coming up on Monday, November 26th. <clears throat> Save big. Rad Power Bikes. Gail Banks, legendary. <clears throat> Gail Banks in studio. Sorry, my voice is starting to go. Good to, good to see you, my friend. Good to be here. Um, Gail's always mussing with something, and uh, we got this new uh, super gauge for the dash. Yeah, Tell us this? about that. I was looking at it outside. So this is the iDash super gauge. We also build a version of this, uh, the data logs. You just punch a micro SD card below my name in that little mm-hmm. slot. So basically, this is what we call a power cube. On top of it is an air mouse. The air mouse senses everything in the ambient air. Mm-hmm. So the ambient air density is what you correct your, your dyno readings to. Mm-hmm. So right now in this room, the ambient air density is 100%. So if we ran an engine in, in this room right now, you wouldn't, wouldn't need to correct the observed power. Mm-hmm. The air pressure in here is 14 and a half pounds per square inch. That's PSI absolute or 29.6 inches of mercury if you talk barometer. The temperature is 74 degrees and you guys must be sweating in here because the relative humidity is almost 68% in here. Actually, it feels kind of good. In this room, a thousand cubic feet, 10 by 10 by 10, weighs 72 pounds. The air does. There's 72 pounds of air in every thousand cubes. Mm-hmm. So we're holding holding up a gauge. So a new, this, this is a round two in whatever. Inch, two and a 16. Two and a 15, 16. 52 gauge. millimeter gauge. And yeah. this cube you were talking about, this is just a way to show the gauge. Actually, this is, is for a guy to have in his race trailer. Okay. This is the old density gauge yeah. on steroids with a trainer. I mean, this this thing reads – I've got density altitude on it here. The tuners – you know, you go to the Winter Nationals, mm-hmm. and the tuners are talking about grains of water per pound of dry air. They're talking about what's the density altitude. This thing reads everything a racer is looking for. But on the one that Matt's got, if you could hand that to me, Matt, yep. I've got the horsepower you could make out of 1,000 cubes of the air in this room. On various fuels. Oh, so, really? Yeah. If you're in, I got a 540 inch big block Chevy in Dyno One right now. Mm-hmm. It's a monster uh, jam engine out of the monster trucks. It's a monster truck engine. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to put that in your Marauder, by the way? No. <laughs> we fingerprinted with, using one of the, yeah. these, uh, the Data Monster, the Monster Mutt Dalmatian, which is dri- driven by uh, a Canadian lady. Yeah. We instrumented it, went to San Jose, fingerprinted it. I want, want to look at it. Can I make a diesel do what that blown alcohol motor is doing? Mm-hmm. So that engine is now in my Dino Cell 1. We're going to kind of play back the stuff we data logged and make the engine do the same thing. You know, throttle position, manifold pressure, all that jive. And see if we can make a diesel make the power. And this thing is nominally 1,400 horsepower right now. Can we make a diesel make that power, but more importantly, the throttle response? Mm-hmm. Because diesels traditionally 
are turbocharged. Right. And guys do compound turbos and all this jive. Well, we did a couple of experimental engines for the Navy that are supercharged and twin turbo. Yeah. So the supercharger gives you that low-speed response. Right. We also did it at Pikes Peak on a semi, a Freightliner Cascadia, where we super-turboed that. So the super's for the low-end stuff because it's running off the crank and it's exactly. always making boost. It's running it, a, a twin-screw supercharger, so it's actually it's Actually, I'm trying all of them. Yeah. I want to do a thing, thing I call blower push. You can put the supercharger first or you can put the supercharger last. In other yeah. words, the supercharger first means it blows the turbos and the turbos go into the engine. Mm-hmm. Supercharger last is what, what I'm going to do on this program. The turbos blow the blower. If you use a screw, you can't push the blower with boost pressure from the turbos. Right. If you use like an 871 roots, you can push the blower. I'm calling it blower push. Back to the horsepower, though. Can I? Yeah. So you let let's let's get let's make sure everyone is sort of on the same page. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm getting out there. It's the uh, I dash. <laughs> it's a standalone gauge or a controller for banks tuners. It that, that you can I'm mount this in your car if you want it, or to. or your truck, or, or your, your trailer, or your racer. Do you recharge it? What's the power source? So this the, this one has an internal NICAD power source and charges through the port on the side. It even has a, a voltmeter, so, so you can check the batteries inside. Yeah. So it's the size of two packs of cigarettes taped together, let's just yeah, say. Yeah, the power cube And is. you bring it with you, and you're going to race day. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I'm going to Laguna Seca, and I'm bringing a race car there you go. with me. Yeah. And I want to tune that car for maximum performance. Mm-hmm. And normally it's more, you know, our our science approach to it is, I came back in, the temp water temp got up to 165, but mm-hmm. it didn't get any higher. Put some duct tape on, on the radio, exactly. a piece of cardboard, and then yeah. go out for qualifying to see what it does. See what it does. That's, that's about as far but as with, we go with, with it. With this little mother, it will remember the water temp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you can play it back on the face of the gauge when you come back in the pits. You don't right. have to. You know, I used to go test before I did hand a racer over to a driver and i'd come back in and i couldn't remember you know if you have seven gauges out i couldn't remember all seven not accurately right and at some point somebody would say oh it's not water temp it's oil temp you got to keep your eye on the oil temp what's the oil temp and then you go oh i can't remember what the oil temp was or look at the oil temp i was looking at the water temp but then also it's like by the time you got back into the pit and looked down, or your mechanic looked down, it had changed from what it was well, out that's... on the out on the track. And then they go, "What was it when you were on the track?" And you're like, "The car was vibrating like, a I don't lot." Know, I was driving, like, I, was like, I wasn't watching. I looked, <laughs> you know? but it didn't seem. It seemed like I mean, between like one eighty and two hundred. If you're watching anything, it's usually the tack. You <laughs> yeah. know, if you're shifting manually, which most race cars do. Uh, even paddle is manual. This thing remembers everything you can think of, and it does something more. Like it computes stuff you've never read on a gauge. Like the horse, horsepower in this room, thousand cubic feet of air in this room, would make seven hundred and thirty-three horsepower if you inducted a thousand cfm cubic feet per minute. Seven hundred and thirty-three horsepower on methanol. Seven hundred and nineteen horsepower on gasoline. And 600 horsepower on diesel. And it's all 
determined by the density in the in the, in air, the room in the room. Yep. And if you went to Denver and you went oh. to a studio there and you pulled it out, then it'd, it'd be, be about eighteen percent dip- less than this. Right. Yeah. So you know, now that, we're reading one hundred percent here. So, in Denver, we'd read about eighty-one percent. So yeah. now you're at yeah. the track, and you're getting this information, and you're thinking, "All right, I should do some advancing, or some retarding, or some jetting, or some whatting." Yeah. Usually, let's uh, let's say you're reading the plugs. A lot of guys, and you have nostalgia racers or collector cars to race. Right. So some of those are carbureted, I would assume. Yes. Or if many. they're injected, mechanical fuel injection. Mm-hmm. So you keep a book if you're the tuner on the car. You go out, you jet until you get the right plug color, which I call 12 to 1. You know, you know I, I know the color of a 12 to 1 air-fuel ratio in any engine I've ever raced. It's at the base of the porcelain, a little gray band around the base of the porcelain. Porcelain should be clear and shouldn't have any piston on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the ground strap, you know, you know, so you write down in your book what the air density was that day. Way back in the day, Moon Equipment Company had an air density gauge. Most guys had them, but they were very rough and they didn't account for humidity. The humidity in the room is kind of high right now. Well, it's because uh, you've been talking the whole time. Well, you know, but it could be worse. <laughs> we should get one of those books, by the way. Matt's so been I'm... farting, and you've been talking, <laughs> and the door's closed. So the horsepower prediction in here uh, per thousand cubes is 720 for gasoline. The humidity is about 42%. I'm going to breathe into the air mouse. I just lost some gasoline horsepower. I'm now down to 712. So that, why is that? That's sensitive. It's I always that thought banks produced horsepower. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> humidity, <laughs> yeah. the greater the humidity, the less oxygen mm. in, in each cubic foot of air because the humidity is vaporized water and it's crowding out. As, as the humidity uh, comes back to room temp, the power prediction will rise. So we would – Take this, uh, one would, we would, anyone would, who is racing, but any form of racing, you know, whatever. It could be a boat. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's an engine and you want it to do something where it is. Doesn't, it doesn't matter where it is or type of engine or altitude or temperature of the day. This gives you an indication if – we go from 100% here to 81% in Denver, you cut your fuel back 19%. Right. So and, it, and, it is going to tell you uh, – oh, Jay Leno had the uh, iDash installed. What, which, uh, what car did he have it installed We're doing um, – he's got a Merlin mm-hmm. in that uh, 20s vintage Rolls-Royce Roadster. Mm-hmm. That black, the the you, one that's the it's got survivor. six Weber carburetors on it. Oh, he's got a Merlin Marine engine. I mean, the big. No, there's some Merlin aircraft engine. I mean, in that aircraft, yeah. but it's it's the big Merlin like Spitfire engine. Exactly, and yeah. he's exactly. got a or a P fifty one. Yeah, P fifty one, which yeah. also had a Rolls Royce yeah, engine in it yeah. as well. But he's it's a straight A. It's a V12. Oh, it's a V12. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's got big banks. But that's, so it's got downdraft. It's got six downdraft Yeah, six carbs. downdraft Webers. 
50s or bigger? Bigger. Bigger. And the problem he's got is it's backfiring on, on one bank. Uh-huh. We put two of the I-dashes in it with a data logging capability, and we found instantly the air-fuel ratio is, you know, O2 sensors in the headers. It's running lean on one bank and rich on the other. Mm -hmm. The carburetors are identical. We looked at virtually everything we could find. Are the mags done right? Uh, You know, the firing order correct? All this jive. Yeah, fuel flow. And finally, we're down to... Are the cams out of phase? You know, mm-hmm. so we put pressure sensors under every carb butterfly. Mm-hmm. It's a twin. Is it a four or two cam? It's an overhead. Is it overhead cam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it a single overhead or double overhead? Oh, mother, I think it's double. But that's a lot of advanced. I haven't had the. That's an advanced engine for the forties. They 30s. were very advanced, and and you know, of course, it's an English design. Right, they were they were ahead of Allison, which was a yeah. kind of a GM thing. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, when I'm data logging, you can set uh, five samples a second, ten samples a second, twenty sample. We're going to go to twenty, and we're going to look at the intake signal and see if they're all the correct distance apart in what's called crank angle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the cams are off on one bank and correct on the other bank. We'll see these vacuum pulses, if you will, and they won't be the correct uh, distance apart. Every 60 degrees of crank rotation, a cylinder fires in that. There's six firings per rev. Would that be because the chain is stretched on one side? Well, this, these things are kind of gear-driven. Oh, they're gear-driven. So, yeah. When the engine got assembled, it could be the cams weren't installed correctly. Right. It could be a couple gears off. Yeah, or maybe a, a tooth. Maybe a tooth. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, saying yeah. a tooth. Yeah. Yeah, like a click. Yeah. Right. So the bottom line being, you should see a suction pulse every 60 degrees of crank rotation. Uh, we're just going to look at the time between each suction pulse. If they're not exactly equal, then the cams are off. Yeah, and then Bernard's got to take it all apart. <laughs> so what? <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that I don't. I mean, without this diagnostic tool would be almost indetectable. You would know what it was, one side was popping, but you wouldn't know why. There's no but crank hub or degree I, wheel. There's right. no, nothing you can get, yeah. get to but, mechanically. But let's, let's since less than half our audience has a Merlin-powered uh, V12 <laughs> in Jay Leno's Duesenberg, let's just say you're doing some autocrossing. Yes. Let's say you have a more modern Corvette. Mm-hmm. All right. And you've uh, you put some shocks and springs on it, and you want to go out and basically all the engines – the engines all run, but we'll, we never really know or we never really knew in the past, are they up to their full potential? Mm-hmm. Are they running at 80% or 40, 75%? Like you, this, this whole deal is – this tool is going to get your engine to do the best your engine can do. It's not going to do the best an engine that's got a thousand horsepower can do. But if it's a four hundred horsepower VET engine, mm-hmm. then we want to get it to that number where it is on that day. And you start with the intake air. And you start with the intake yeah. air mm-hmm. on a naturally aspirated, carbureted, injected, whatever. You want to get full ambient air density into the intake manifold. Then it's up to the cylinder heads uh, 
to process that into the cylinders. But we can even evaluate the cylinder heads with this thing. But we can tell you how much horsepower you lost getting it from ambient to the intake manifold. It's just, In, intake systems on naturally aspirated vehicles rarely increase the air density in the intake manifold. So unless you've got a forward-facing air scoop getting cold air mm-hmm. and you're going a buck 50 or 200 down the straight, you're getting some ram air into that pop and you've got a clean flowing system, no air filters, you, you know, just a little mesh screen to keep the mm-hmm. rocks out, which your racers probably don't have air filters. Most don't. Uh, yeah. Now you, you can get full density into the intake manifold. But how do you know if you are or not? Air mouse and a and a pressure sensor, and mm-hmm. and you got it. I want to know uh, also about this new uh, diff cover because we were kind of teasing this uh, before you came in. And uh, Matt was talking about a game-changing diff cover. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what could be – well, game first, changing about a diff and cover. And who decides to change the diff cover game? <laughs> so the diff cover's been out there a long time, and yeah. I have – it's all – differentials are like a black box. Most people don't screw with them. You, you know, you get some guy to set up your ring and pinion for you who's an expert. So you see these diff covers, and, you know, lightning came in with us, Adam. Jay uh, Tillis. Jay Tillis came in with us as – our brand manager. Now, Jay was obviously from K-Rock a million years ago. Yes. When I got to K-Rock with Jimmy yeah. back in the day, Lightning, Jay Tillis, was was there. Eventually ended up becoming the producer, Kevin and Bean, and then mm-hmm. eventually got into four buys and trucks and raised trucks and exactly. everything else. And now was gone with the Gale Banks. So continue. Sorry. I think Brian Suits introduced me to Jay. Brian Suits is another on-air personality who was, I'm looking at Jay or wherever Jay is, was he Big Leo? Yes, he was. Okay, so he was Big Leo at K-Rock, and then he went over to KFI to do like the Dark Secret place Yeah, so he was at KFI for quite a while. And now Brian Suits is where? I think he's still still at KFI. Oh, KFI. Okay, I always thought. So Brian Suits was Big Leo. And Boogerman was always just Boogerman. <laughs> and he works in the porn industry now, making music. Oh, does he? Yes, he does. Oh, so Boogerman? Oh, oh, wonderful. <laughs> I, watched, I watched him choke. I watched Boogerman choke Jimmy Kimmel, but he didn't get fired for choking Jimmy Kimmel uh, at the radio time. station. He got fired for giving away a mountain bike to, <laughs> to a guy who was like caller number 14, but it was a friend of his. And so K-Rock would not tolerate him giving away a $89 Raleigh uh, mountain bike, yeah, but, but they looked the, the other way like, when he's choking Jimmy and Frank Murphy. <laughs> it was, a, it was in Frank no, Murphy's no office, thing, yeah. choking him against the wall, and I yeah. thought, huh, that doesn't get you fired. But uh, giving away a mountain bike, that you, you can. Yes. Before you guys get into this too much, I want to tell you about Geico. I kind of feel like Lightning should be reading the car insurance ads for me, but uh, mm-hmm. everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add, save hundreds of dollars of, uh, on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket or you want to buy one of these uh, eye gauges here, these eye dash gauges... Well, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. So you, this diff cover. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the first Ram Air diff cover ever. Yes. <laughs> on my screen. I was trying to think. Because diff covers went from stamped steel to, ooh, that guy's got an aluminum one. Right. Ooh, that guy's got fins on his aluminum one. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. And then they stopped. Yeah. And that was it. This this picture we have, we'll post it up there, and real quick is you see the uh, uh, you see the uh, the gasket around there, the um, O ring, the O ring yeah. around there, but the fins on the bottom that ex that are That's, going, those are the air inlets, right? Those they are extend the beyond the O ring, so they hang lower than the than the rear diff. Mm -hmm. So air would flow through those right. and up through the and, sort and, of the and, veins on the back. And for guys that off road, mm -hmm. they're breakaway. If you hit them. That doesn't kill the diff cover, right? If you how many break you one of them, I'll give you a new one. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, that's, and then there's that's, a lot of galleys inside as well, and and passing. I'm calling them galleys, but I don't know what to call them. But it's oh, fins, fins, yeah, and, and, cooling fins, and there's in, lots, in the lube. lots of places to have the oil sort of gather. Well, the ring gear picks up the oil out of the sump, and it, we've got uh, grooves that they radiate some heat to the outside, and they keep it all lined up. Right. So it's not sloshing the one side. And it pushes side. the oil out to the pinion bearings. Mm-hmm. If you go to a flat back, that whole effect goes away. Right. And you're reducing the life of the pinion bearings, well, I'll tell you. Well, it, it is. You know. I mean, if you really think about what you're asking a differential to do, it's it's got to be well lubed all the time because if Absolutely. it dries up, it's just going to burn up. Like, I mean, you're really saying this thing needs to be bathed in oil lubricant it, like all but the if time. You, you want to control the amount and use it mm -hmm. well. Guys, double we, four quarts in the American axle that's used in GM products and Dodges and Rams from 2001 to 19. It's the same axle. So we've done our diff cover. It fits everything. It's one part number. It fits everything. We keep the oil volume down. If you bring the oil volume up, four quarts is, is about the factory number. And the guys that designed that axle knew what they were doing. They're expert. The guys in the aftermarket, it's all bling. To my knowledge, I couldn't find any test re results on anybody's website. And I kind of went, I don't want to do a bling diff cover too. Just put my name on the ass end of your truck. I wanted to do something. That's what we do in the speed equipment business. It has to be b better. Mm -hmm. Right. So are these other ones better? You tested quite it a few was of them. It's sad. It's you tested quite a few of them. Aeration is the other deal, Adam. Mm -hmm. If you get too much lube, you're burying the ring and pinion and, and your differential itself, and it's just frothing the living hell out of it. Mm -hmm. Once you get, get air, you, you know, where the pinion rubs against the ring gear, that's a sliding, very high load thing going on there. You get air in the lube, lube, then you don't have that lubrication quality you're looking for. Also, if the lube gets too hot, it goes away and starts actually cooking it. We ran a test on the dyno where we start at about 100 degrees uh, temperature. We run 275 horsepower to the rolls on the dyno, and we, we run 35-mile-an-hour air under the truck, which is about what we measured at 70 miles an hour on the freeway. Mm-hmm. So we set up this blower system and all of that. 
or watching that's you, that's yeah. the flat back diff cover you see how it just yeah. spills to the sides and never mm-hmm. we'll, we'll put up very some little links gets to, to the to ring videos here. up at carcastshow.com you can see all the uh, videos over right but the, the, we went 336 degrees when we drained that fluid out everybody in the shop went oh god what is that smell it had just destroyed just the destroyed synthetic it. yeah so oddly the aluminum ones went over 300 as well i went they got fins on them, a lot of them, but they all perform basically the same. So I thought, I want to keep it under 300 if possible, maybe under 280. Gives us some cushion. How am I going to do that? Well, I've got to have air. I put a little anemometer, wind speed guy, in the shadow behind the diff, and we drove the, the vehicle, and the, there's almost a vacuum behind the diff. Mm-hmm. So I went, i got to fill that with air. Mm-hmm. So that's why we, we did the two air scoops that are cast into the piece. And, see, and we finned the living the, hell out of the inside as well as the outside. Let me yeah. see the back of the diff, Max Pat. Thanks for looking yeah, at yeah. the inside of it. Can we roll it around? It looks uh, very advanced. And uh, it's very classic Banks looking with the color scheme and the logo yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. but, the dip, but on the right and the left bottom, they're we, hanging we, down lower than the actual. Yeah. I well, need a, it's even with the bottom of the diff. Oh, it's even. Yeah, it's it even. just comes out to the side. It goes out to the, the side, But not lower. Wait, can you oh, zoom in on that a little bit? What did we create? Oh, so let, let's talk about uh, brass tacks. Uh, I mean, durability, good. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the synthetic lasting longer, yep. good. Is there any rolling resistance, anything, ah. or any difference on the dyno? Fuel economy. Yes. When you're pounding, like on that flatback, we machined the back off of one of the flatback diff covers, put a Lexan, Lexan piece on there. I put, I put some stage lighting, you know, LEDs inside mm-hmm. so we could see it, and... Man, it works the fluid. It just bangs it into the base of the of, of of the housing, the flat back, and then fans out vertically. Some of those guys want you to double the lube capacity. Just pour eight quarts in there instead of four. Yeah, a lot of them supply six quarts of uh, fluid with their diff cover. That's an option. If you put more fluid in, you use horsepower. Yeah, heating that and f- flogging it. Uh huh. That's fuel economy. Well, let's. Uh, so, I, I'm, I'm interested in this, and um, because I'll just put it up to a slightly broader question. Um, you know, you you make your bones getting all the horsepower, maximum horsepower out of out of engines, diesel mostly, and and all that. But every time, less pit stops win races. Yes, that's fuel economy. Every time I talk mm-hmm. to uh, the dyno, and we put one of my cars on the dyno, we do the, well, here's what it's making because it's a chassis dyno. Right. And then we go, how much to the flywheel? And then everyone takes guesses. Yes. And then they go, well, let's say 20%. I go, oh, it's a rear engine Porsche. Should it be 20%? Well, maybe it's 15 then. And I go, well, what does that mean? And we never know where we're at. Right. But I always hate the idea that there's that drop off substantial drop-off between what's going on on the flywheel and what's coming onto the roller, the rear tires. And obviously, every percentage point you can shave off of that drop-off is just going to be like having more horsepower to your engine. That's vehicle speed. Right. Yeah. So 
What is the average drop and what could we do with the right transmission, rear end, rear end cover, fluids? Lightweight flywheel, fl- lightweight drive shaft. Like how do you start? Yeah. Well, nice. well, the main thing, lighter weight means less flywheel. It responds quicker. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about frictional bearings, you know, U-joints, and we're talking about viscous, lubricant, whether it's the grease in the U-joints or the lube in the diffy. So heating that grease tells you there's a parasitic horsepower loss. As it gets hotter, uh, the aim here is, A, to cool it better, B, to, cool, to heat it less. Right. Yeah, and, and that's vehicle performance. Now, when you talk about what's the percent drivetrain loss, the drivetrain loss is a pretty constant number. In other words, at a given speed uh, on flat land, you push an air, it's mostly aerodynamic horsepower requirement. Let's say you got a 300 horsepower engine mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you're uh, Drivetrain requirement is 60 horsepower, and you're getting 240 to the rear wheels. You got a 20% loss, 60 horsepower. You increase that, you you double it to 600 horsepower. You still got a 60 horsepower drivetrain loss at the same speed, but it's only 10% of the engine's output. Mm. Yeah, as We've turbocharged um, and intercooled and all the stuff we've done for a few decades now. We've found there's no linear drivetrain loss percentage. It depends on the power. Mm-hmm. So you know, let me just uh, put this in uh, lay maths terms. Um, I don't want to say man, but I just want to say Matt. Here's mm-hmm. how we know. I'm, I'm, you, I'm, I'm just you're, gonna, you're just – let me encapsulate yeah. for a second here. You're saying basically to turn those rear tires – at 35 miles an hour for a consistent time on a flat surface. Right. It takes 60 horsepower. Well, that – yeah. I'm talking about the, the but, transmission, the prop yeah, shaft, it's gonna the go axle, through. and gonna the go, tires. You're going to burn yeah, off it. 60 horsepower. Yeah. And so if you take your engine and double the horsepower, it's still going to take 60, 60 horsepower. horsepower to do mm-hmm. that. So you can't go um, – you can't, At the same speed, it's still going to... Right. Yeah. So you can't just go pure percentage when you're talking about dyno. Here's how we know. We, we have four-engine dynos, you know. So we dyno the engine, get the flywheel number, put the engine in the racer, put it on the chassis dyno, get the wheel number. Yeah. Now we know exactly the horsepower requirement of the powertrain. Right. So usually when you have more power, you go faster. So your powertrain frictional numbers will go up and your viscous numbers will go up. But you're making double the horsepower. If it was 20% at, say, 140 miles an hour, now you're going 180 miles an hour. It's going to be probably 12%. It's because you're going faster. Mm -hmm. So part of that is all the rotating speeds are up. The loss, yeah, and there's some momentum, but, to but it. the loss doesn't do double. Yeah. So, so what do we? What can we? Uh, oh, well, let's talk turkey. So if you have a Dodge truck between '99 and 2019, where were we saying? Uh, 2001 and 19. Yeah. Okay, and 19, this will fit. Yeah. On your truck, they're available now. They're not available now. They're not available. That's now. my billet prototype. That, oh, when that, are that they going to be looking available? At, I'd say they're about. Oh, 80 to 90 days out. Okay. 
Well, let me... Uh, We've got to tool it and do the castings and do the machining and the powder coating and all that jive. Right. Speaking yeah. of uh, viscosity, let me tell you about uh, Castrol Edge. Heat right. friction, viscosity breakdown that rob your engine of maximum performance. Friction results results in a loss of performance up to 10%. Castrol Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology, physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. Helps fight uh, friction, delivers maximum levels of performance for your car. Three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than leading oils. It's Castrol Edge. Unlock the true performance in your car today. Bankspower.com. You got a Black Friday sale going on now. We do, and then we'll do, do the Cyber Monday, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's got other people for that. He just likes to do the R&D uh, stuff. Is there, uh, <laughs> that's absolutely so the truth. Keep, if, you, if you're Dodge truck owner keep an eye out for that diff and, and cover gm, and GM as well yeah. all GM as well and then yeah. send me an email when you got an 88 ford i'll stick it in the absolutely mustang. and it's not just abs- for trucks you know well, there's a lot of 88 fords <laughs> yeah, out there, there. we're talking yeah. about uh, uh oh god we're talking about vertical and uh, biofuel and yes and diesel and where are we at just big pictures a lot of plug-in electric stuff going on out there a lot of diesel going on out there, a lot of plug-in electric with smaller motors in the car that are both plug-in and hybrid mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much diesel hybrid stuff there is out no, there. Because, because, because the manufacturers don't really like diesel that much anymore after the whole VW thing. And Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a diesel motor would be a great yeah. power plant motor for a hybrid well, car. Volkswagen actually did, did and, that for And a Range while. Rover did it. Like mm-hmm. They announced it like a couple two years ago or something and it then is it just is, got bad PR. it's cosmic the fuel economy of a diesel is legendary mm-hmm. and then you hybridize the damn thing that's a marriage made in heaven yeah we you were know. we were talking about so, power fuel we we're talking about allergy uh uh algae sorry uh m- many years ago on yes, this we show were. and vertical growth and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is there any movement in that department very quiet for us, going high, hybrid is a. I tested a hybrid seven series for BMW mm-hmm. year nine years ago. That well, it was a fantastic hot, hot rod. It it was a. I think it was a four four point four liter V eight twin turbo with a motor generator where the torque converter is. Mm-hmm. So when it went full hybrid and full throttle, it, the engine full boost that thing. Seven series is not a light car, right? And it was—I uh, swear the numbers—it was in the five zero to sixty, mm-hmm. which and it got twenty six miles to the gallon, which yeah. that many years ago was pretty remarkable as well. Yeah. I want to—I want to do. Uh, you know, we manufacture uh, uh, military engines, and the mil- military runs on diesel. Uh, more specifically, it runs on jet fighter fuel. Uh, everything. Uh, Used to be JP8. Now it's a, now it's a new number. I think it's F24. We're supplying engines for the vehicle that re- replaces the Humvee. Mm-hmm. It's called the Joint Light Tactical Vehicle. So we're the sole engine supplier for that vehicle, and we've done I don't know, thirty five hundred, four thousand of them. The plan is to build around sixty thousand, and then the foreign. Allies wanted probably another 60000 What's the base of it? it? It's a L5P Duramax base engine. We do the lower crankcase. We do the cast aluminum oil pan. We do a, the, the flywheel the d- housing. D- displacement? 
6.6 liters. Okay. Mm. Is it all aluminum? Uh, no. The heads are aluminum. The block is a, a high-density cast iron. All of our other parts are aluminum. And we send our parts into the plant. Mm-hmm. And, and they is build the, a ninja with our parts and their parts. Which, is, the, is the general theme of the military for these kinds of vehicles, are they trying to go a little lighter than they did in the past? Is there a weight? Yeah. In fact, they've got – Focus on weight savings? The, the armor is the deal. You know? Right. Uh, keeping armor lightweight is a tough – is kind of a chore. Yeah. Right. I'm wondering if they're moving so, them all to more composites and stuff as opposed to multiple plates of steel. And, I see it <laughs> being a metal – Type of composite, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than being, when you think composite, you think plasticky, yeah, you know? some sort of polymer, yeah. plastic, yeah, or it, carbon it, fiber. It's funny. It's it. I mean, I'm a lay person, but it seems like it needs to be a net, not a net, but a net effect, uh, like sh- absorb the shock and actually and dissipate it, and right. dissipate yeah. it like yeah. a like a wall on a NASCAR track or something, they, rather than a concrete barrier, but something that'll yeah. take it like a we, big like on the side of the freeway when you got all the big them. trash That's cans dead. with we the sand in it. We talked to Claudio Burton, who was he was a creator of Linex, and he did the Pentagon walls and, and oh that, right, he, that blast Gale's was made roof to, to too. basically like bubble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's made to like flex yeah, and almost it's bubble membrane. and absorb right. all the shock and yeah. then kind of spring back. It like, makes yeah. sense yeah. that you'd want that membrane <laughs> there versus the just the hard brittle whatever. I, mean, I used to do earthquake rehab. You shear wall the outside of a house with half inch ply for, for that. You know, not to, you don't make it exactly. You don't use more concrete. Yeah. You use more plywood. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Huh. All right, uh, damn. We have, we could sit here all day with Gail Banks, but uh, you should go to his website, bankspower.com, and find out uh, well, everything you need to know about all the we products. We have an insider feed. Uh, they can go to the web- website and sign up. And we're pushing out all the videos we're doing. One of the diff cover videos, um, Facebook, Banks Power Facebook, and our YouTube site combined, five million views. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like we're getting out there. It's nice to know yeah. that so, there's smart people out there. Yeah. <laughs> they're still out there. They're interested in something other than, did you hear Stan Lee died? That guy was a hero. <laughs> comic books. Yeah. Like, let's get real, That's, people. Yeah. All right. You can uh, see me at the Anaheim Grove uh, this Friday, live podcast with Rob Riggle, Semper Fi. There's a guy who was a Marine. We'll be up on stage doing a live yep. pod there. You can go to watch uh, Adam Carolla Goes Racing, season one and two on uh, Vero. You can sign up at uh, getvero. Let's see, get.vero.co slash ace, and you can sign up there for free and check it out. We That's go easy to, for you to say. Yeah, we go. I'm no good <laughs> it wasn't at that easy. <laughs> I should have learned to read when I was in high school, or possibly even before. All right, and just go to amcurl.com for anything yeah. you need. And, but uh, you swing a wicked hammer. I did. I did. Shift and steer. That's a Matt's pod. Say hi over oh, there. Listen to that Jesse James interview. And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Gail Banks and Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.